0: Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. Come on, Brave Youth, make some noise. Come on, who's excited to be at Brave Youth tonight? Come on, can we give Jesus a shout of praise right now? If you love Jesus. I love it, I love it, I love it. Well, hey, why don't you high five somebody and just say, hey, I'm so glad that I'm sitting next to you. Tell them I, I can't picture sitting next to anybody else. Tell them, tell them, will you be my valentine? Will you be my <laughs> Oh, wow, that was beautiful. I saw some girl, she was like, eh, sure. Why not? I love you. Um, how you guys feeling tonight? Everybody feeling good? You feeling good? Feeling good? Come on, who's excited for week three of Unseen Reality? Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your first time, I never do this, but come on. If this is your first time, can you just slip your hand up really quickly so we can clap for you? Come on, can we clap for all the first-time guests here today? We love you. Welcome to the family. Come on, your family. Ohana. Familia, we are glad that you're here um, and part of our Brave Youth family. We love Jesus, we love the party, and we like to have fun in church. Amen? Amen. Well, hey, um, I'm excited uh, because I believe this. I believe what God wants to speak to you tonight is significant. I believe that this isn't just another Wednesday, but I believe that this Wednesday is a significant Wednesday that's going to mark somebody's life. If you're ready to be marked forever, come on, would you just shout Amen. Come on, and I believe this, I believe that this message here today, I believe God planted this uh, on my heart, not just for teenagers, but for every single person that is in this room today. God was preaching to me, y'all, like he was preaching to me today, and I feel like I've got a word, y'all. I feel like we're about to have an encounter with the living God here today. So come on, if you're ready, say, I'm ready! Yeah. And we've been talking about unseen realities and and we've been talking about all the different kind of things that maybe are, are questionable in our lives. The first week we talked about the supernatural. The second week we talked about heaven and hell. And today I want to talk to you about zombies. Is that cool? Anybody like zombies? I like zombies. Zombies are cool. Anybody, you're, uh, you're like a, a doomsday prepper. Anybody ever seen that show on Netflix, Doomsday Preppers? Um, it, it's pretty much people that are getting ready for the apocalypse. And so they go to like Costco and they buy every single pallet of beans that they can find. And then they build a bunker underneath like a like hundred feet underneath the earth. Right. And they're like prepared for the apocalypse or they're prepared for the end of the world. Uh, and, and it's funny because I love I love watching shows on Netflix, but I love movies. Anybody love movies? Anybody love movies? I love movies. Um, and I, I, more than a movie, I love seeing a movie in a theater. OK, now, listen, I know that like, like post uh, post pandemic, it's kind of hard to get to the movie theater and, and whatever. But like pre pandemic, yo, I used to go to the movies all the time okay all the time back in my day when I was a youngster like you there was this thing like me and my family we couldn't afford like the AMC's and the the CMX's and all that type of stuff so there was a movie theater it was called the dollar movie theater okay and it was pretty all pretty much all the movies that had been in theaters for like six seven months and nobody was going to they would transition to the dollar movie theater and you could show up with a dollar and you could watch a semi-recent film now we don't need that because we got YouTube and Netflix amen right Uh, but we didn't have that back in the day and so we would go to the dollar movie theater and i love showing up to the movies early so that i could buy some overpriced popcorn come on somebody some overpriced candy just kidding i would never do that i would i would smuggle all the candy in right anybody you smuggle candy into the movie theater right you like take some saran wrap and you saran wrap your stomach right they're like it looks like there's a tumor in your side and you're like no it's just some milk duds you know, just some Sour Patch Kids. Um, but I love showing up early because I would go get candy and I'd do all that stuff. But I really love seeing the movie trailers before the movie. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I love watching the movie trailers. I know there are some people that you go to the movies and you're like, no, we don't have to show up on time because all the movie trailers are like 20 minutes. I have to show up on time because I love watching the movie trailers. Uh, but here's the thing about it. Is, is, you got to know this about me. is I hate scary movies, y'all. I hate them all right like i hate scary movies i'm the biggest baby when it comes to scary movies and i remember sitting in these movie trailers um kind of just like the bumper honestly and and uh and i would sit in the movie trailers and i would sit next to my dad and then like these horror films or these thrillers would come on and all these jump scares would happen right and i'd be freaking out and it's funny because my dad would always say this he'd always say if you get scared just shut your eyes right just put your hands over your eyes and don't look anybody know what i'm talking about like (laughs) Like when you get scared you kind of close your eyes for some reason that's just like our knee jerk reaction is like when we get scared we shut our eyes we're like <gasps> right like you're on TikTok and, and 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 somebody's like get close to the screen get close to the screen so you're like this and then it's the guy with the baseball and he hits the baseball and it shoots at the thing and you're like ah! right And then sometimes there's like those TikTok saviors that like catch the baseball and they're like it's okay i got you <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's just me. That's just my TikTok. All right, cool. Uh, but it's funny because I, I think this. I think that many times our knee-jerk reaction when we're faced with fear is to close our eyes. Right? And, and here's what I believe God was telling me today is that, is, that, is that God never wants us to close our eyes when we're faced with fear. Right? God never called us to close our eyes when there is opposition that we are afraid to embrace right that's why the Bible says be strong and courageous why because what is courage courage is the ability to look at fear in the face and say even though I'm afraid I know somebody is following me and his name is Jesus and as long as Jesus is following me then I have nothing to be afraid about be strong and courageous turn to your neighbor say you need to be strong and courageous yeah, yeah, Turn to your neighbor and say, you better keep your eyes open. Then give them some big old bug eyes. Girl, you better keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I-, I believe that. I believe that God wants us to um, face some fears today. I believe that God wants us to walk out of this place facing our greatest fear, knowing that we can walk through fire and we won't be burned. Amen? Right, knowing that we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death but there is a light that's on the other side of the mountain that's ready to pick us up, that's ready to set us straight come on, if you're ready to go to the next level one more time, can you give God some praise in the house like you're ready for revival to break out in this place come on, Jesus we love you and we worship you we love you, we worship you Ezekiel 37 Ezekiel 37, there, there's like this like joke in Brave that I've preached this passage a million times, but the amazing thing is this is actually the first time that I've ever preached this passage, and it is one of my favorite passages in all of scripture, so I hope you know I am like excited to preach today. I feel like I'm just like in heaven right now. What is my heaven going to look like? My heaven is going to be surrounded with gushers and fruit by the foot. That's what I feel like right now. I feel like I'm just eating gushers for an hour straight. Come on, somebody. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. How dry? They were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. And then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord this is what the sovereign lord says to these bones i will make breath enter you and you will come to life and i will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin i will put breath in you and you will come to life then you will know that i am the lord so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying there was a noise a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them but there was no breath in them then he said to me prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to it this is what the Lord says come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain and they may live so I prophesied as he commanded and breath entered them and they came back to life and they stood up on their feet and there was an army I wonder is there an army in Miami that is ready to get some breath back into your lungs oh I love this and then after this they wrote the movie the walking dead come on if you're taking notes today write down the title of the message the walking dead jesus we love you god we thank you we worship you you are a good god god i pray that you would breathe on us today in the mighty name of jesus and everybody said Amen and amen. I think that this is probably one of the coolest stories in all of the Bible. A prophet finds himself in a valley of dry bones. And not only were these skeletons, right? But these were skeletons that had been there for a long time, right? I, I love the, the, uh, how, how specific the Bible is. You got to understand something about the Bible is that every word in scripture matters, right? He says, I was in a valley of bones, and they were very dry bones in other words these bones had been here for a while this was a valley of bones that people had died and they had been here for a long time you ever seen roadkill before anybody you ever seen roadkill before Right, Uh, I feel like we see like a lot of roadkill because people are crazy drivers here in Miami so everybody's hitting everything, right? And here it's like the roadkill are like little chihuahuas and and little iguanas, right? Well, the other day I was walking my dogs and, and, and this was like several months ago. I was walking my dogs and my dogs, they started to freak out and they started sniffing all around the grass and I was like, what are these dogs going crazy about? And there was a dead cat in the grass. I know, rest in peace, young kitty. There was a dead cat, and, and my dogs, they were sniffing it as if they wanted to eat this dead cat. That's how savage my dogs are, all right? Uh, and and, and they, they kept on it, so I, I yanked them away, and this was like a recently dead cat, right? So it was stanky, right? Like, it, it, was, it was stank, y'all. Uh, and, and I was, like, pulling my dogs away, and, and I left, and I thought to myself, I was like, well, this is not a good thing because I'm going to walk past this cat every single day because I take the same path every single day walking my dogs. I was like, if this cat's going to be here, then they're going to have to walk through it. And every single day for that week, my dogs tried to get to this dead cat, Right. And I was like, dude, like, like, uh, how are they ever going to get over this dead cat? And, and as, as weeks began to go by, I noticed that their desire to, to eat or, or lick or, or be a part of this dead cat's life was beginning to dwindle. Right. And so much so that months had passed and and, and my dogs, they, they no longer even remembered that the dead cat was there right? Until like a few weeks ago, I, I remember I was walking down the path, and I thought to myself, I was like, yo, it's been a while since the dogs have gone after that dead cat, and I, I wonder if that dead cat is there. And I walked over to the place where the dead cat was, and all that was left were the bones, right? It was, it was kind of sad and cute all at the same time. I mean, like, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, but I looked at it, I was like, wow, that's amazing. It's like, you know, like this dead cat and, and all that is left are the bones. And, and as I began to read this story, God gave me this picture of this dead cat. And he said, Derrison, I feel like many times in our lives, there are things that have died. And there are things that have dried up. And there are things that have been tossed into this valley of dry bones. That we have walked over time and time and time and time again. Because we have failed, because we have fallen short, because people have walked out on us, because we were afraid at times, because we were anxious, because things didn't go the way that we thought they were going to go. And instead of trying to resurrect those things, we have allowed those things to decay and find themselves in a valley of dry bones. So much so that we even begin to walk throughout our lives and we walk into the same classroom that we fill and we walk into the same homes that, that, that have abandoned us and we walk into the same life that we live not even realizing that these bones are not dead. These bones are just waiting for somebody to bring them back to life. I, I love that that he drops Ezekiel into this valley of Dry bones, I, I think that, that a lot of times that we, we, we just like this cat, we have dried up bones that we have walked past every day of our lives thinking to ourselves that there is no way that this could ever live again right? There is no way that this could ever happen again. There's no way that this door could ever be open again. Maybe it's your health, right? Like, like there's no way that God can restore my health. There's no way that God can get my mom over this cancer. There's no way that, that, that our my relationship with my dad who walked out. There's no way I'm just going to have to live knowing that my dad doesn't, there's no way that that relationship can live again. There's no way that my grades, hello, come on somebody that even this far into the cement, there's no way that I can make it back to that place. There's no way, but I want to encourage you today that, that, that I know somebody who sent his son that even in the midst of his death, said, Hey, guess what? This is the Messiah of the world who's going to die. But even the Messiah, I can bring back to life. Even the savior of the world, I can bring back to life. So even if they can kill the Messiah and I can raise the Messiah back to life, how much more can I raise your health back to life? How much more can I raise your family back to life? How much more can I raise your friends back to life? somebody say it's coming back to life it's it's coming back to life that's why i've titled this thing the walking dead because if you've ever seen that show you know it's about zombies about how how people die and then they come back to life but i'm not talking about the walking dead and a zombie i'm talking a walking dead person is about to come back to life in their purpose in their destiny in their future in their calling I believe that things are about to come back to life. I believe that, that, that things that you thought were dead, even that you brought into the room today, are going to grow legs today, and they're going to walk out of here. I, I believe that, 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 that even your identity, the, your, your, the, the identity that you've taken on, the labels that you carry, can I tell you, your identity is about to come back to life today, and you're about to walk out of this place with a new identity, Amen. right? Right, you see, you see, we all have things that have died inside of us. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things or maybe it's just your purpose or your faith is dry. But I want to tell you today that just because something died doesn't mean that it's finished. I, I think that a lot of times we think that something that has died, it, 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 it's finished. But, but I live by the precedent that Jesus set. That it says in Romans 8.38, it says, For I am convinced that no death For I am convinced that no death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor nor present, past, or future, nor powers. There is no height. There is no depth. There is nothing in all creation that will be able to separate me from the love of God. You see, that's why I don't fear death. We've been talking about that over these last few weeks about how you and I, we don't have to be afraid of death because a lot of people think that death is the period at the end of the sentence. But I'm here to tell you that when you die it will be the greatest reward that you ever receive because when I'm in heaven I'm going to be way more alive than I ever was on earth. So I'm not afraid of death because death doesn't have the final word. Can I tell you they tried to kill Jesus but death didn't have the final word he said hey you can try to kill me physically but my spirit will live on eternally you see you got to understand this that your friends can try to kill you physically but your spirit will live on eternally can I tell you that, that your friends and your family and your teachers and your leaders that they can try to kill your purpose but I'm sorry Whatever God speaks will come to pass, regardless of the words, regardless of the arrows, regardless of the attack that comes against your life. Death is not the final word. That's why Jesus, uh, they they tried to tell Jesus that Lazarus was dead. They're like, yo, Jesus, Lazarus is, he's dead. Jesus like, no, that boy is just slumped. Lazarus, wake up. Come out of the grave. I believe that what God wants to tell somebody in this place today is it's time for you to wake up and come out of the grave. Because death isn't the final word. You see, I love that Ezekiel looks at these bones and he calls them, watch this. He says, these are dry bones, not dead bones. These are dry bones. These aren't dead bones. I think it's easy to look at things that are dry and mistake them for dead. Can I tell you today that dry things are not dead things? I want to encourage somebody, stop trying to bury what you think is bland. Stop trying to have a funeral for something that you think isn't as fruitful as you thought it would be. Stop trying to throw in the towel on something that is merely a test. Because the Bible says that everything has a season in its time. I'm not a gardener. Any gardeners here? Any gardeners? You like gardening, you like plants, you like flowers. I'm not a gardener. I don't like those things. Um, But my mama did. And I remember growing up uh, in in my house, we had uh, a a specific plant that lived on our windowsill pretty much my whole life, right? This was like pretty much like my brother, honestly. He was like, that's how close we were with this plant, right? And, And I remember one day, um, My mom and my dad, they left for a conference and they said, hey, I need you to uh, watch out for this plant. And I was like, all right, bet. Like, that's cool. And so, um, uh, like the first day, I fed it some Cheetos. The second day, I I fed it some ramen. You know, and, and, and then on the third day, I completely forgot about it. On the fourth day, I completely forgot about it. On the fifth day, it was like it didn't even exist anymore. Right. And then on the sixth day, when my parents were supposed to come home, I remember I looked at that plant and I just began to cry. For two reasons. I looked at that plant, and and that plant was, number one, the reason that I cried is because I looked at that plant, and that plant was the most depressed thing I've ever seen in my life. That plant was withered. That plant, uh, it changed colors. That plant, the leaves started to fall off of it. That plant was going, it looked like it was neglected and left for dead. I looked at that plant, and I cried for the second reason was because I was like, when my mama comes home and sees that dead plant, I will become withered my behind is about to change colors my limbs are about to be torn and fall off i'm about to be neglected and left for dead because i killed my mama's favorite plant and, and so what I, I did what any any smart kid would do i took the plant and i threw it in the trash okay I took because I was like, obviously, like she's not that attached to the plant. Like she loves me. Right. She's she's like, I like she likes me more than the plant. First thing that she noticed when she got home was that the plant was gone. She's like, where is my plant? I got on my knees. I started begging for my life. I was like, Mama, please, please let me live in the garage at least. Mama, please. I'll be your servant for the rest of my life. And I was like, Mama, I'm sorry. I killed the plant. The plant is dead. She pulled the plant out of the trash can. She's like, boy, are you stupid or are you dumb? She's like, this plant is not dead. This plant is just dry. What you need to do is you need to go get a cup of water and you need to add some water to this dry plant so that the plant can live again. I I love this story because what we have to realize is that is that is that water creates moisture and moisture creates movement. So somebody write that down. Water creates moisture and moisture creates movement. I, I love this because my mom, she showed me something. She said, this plant is not dead. It is just dry. What this plant needs is some water because when you give it some moisture, what happens is the water and the moisture begins to seep into the soil and it begins to fertilize the soil and then the water begins to to seep into the seed and the seed can begin to grow and have breakthrough for the root. And then the water and the moisture begins to, begins to seep into the root and the root is what sends the water back up into the stem to give it life again. See, I, I, I'm taking you to, to science class, but, but, but really I, I just want to go deep with you because what you have to understand is that your moisture matters. Some of you, you hate that word moist. But can I tell you, your moisture matters Matters. What is moisture? It is water diffused into a vapor. Take, take your hand and just breathe on it for a second. Now smell it. Did you brush your teeth or not? All right. Now make your friend smell it. Okay. And be honest. If they're a real friend, they'll, they'll tell you. No, really though, but really though, breathe on your hand, just breathe on your hand and then feel it and then feel it. You see, did you know that when we breathe on something, When we breathe on something, it creates moisture. Have you ever been in a car and you breathed on the window and all of a sudden there's fog there and you start to write uh, help (laughs) in the car window, right? (laughs) Because you want the other people to think that you're being kidnapped. I used to do that all the time. But what they're reading is play, right? (laughs) Right? It's amazing because what our breath does is it creates moisture. In other words, it creates water. So I'm I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, um, Ezekiel prophesied to these dry bones. Because when you prophesy the word of God, when you breathe the word of God on something that is dry, can I tell you, the moisture... From your breath enters into anything that is dry. And I love God's word because watch this. It says in John 7 it says, Whoever believes in me, who is me? Me is the word. The word became flesh. Whoever believes in the word, whoever believes in me, oh, I love this. Rivers of living water will flow from within them Some of you it hasn't clicked yet When you breathe on something that is dry or dead and you breathe the Word of God and just like Ezekiel you begin to prophesy to the bones you begin to prophesy to that relationship you begin to prophesy to the thing that you thought was dead you begin to prophesy to the thing that you couldn't live you begin to prophesy over your health. you begin to prophesy over that you begin to prophesy the word of the Lord rivers of living water begin to take over and cause movement 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 this is so good and y'all i understand this is a deep concept for teenagers but i love that it just doesn't say water will begin to flow but it says living water will begin to flow what does that mean it means that whatever you thought was dead when you prophesy the word of god on it it has to live it has no choice but to live This ain't dead water. It's not mediocre water. It's not stale water. This is living water that will flow from within them. Somebody needs to give God praise right now. Like you've got some breath. Like you've got some living water. I love it. It says says, living water will enter from within them. It's the living water. Of God, but 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 I love this because not only will it get on you, but it will get within you. Right? It doesn't say this water will get on you, it says this water will come inside of you. This water will be within you. You see, I love that that, that, that they are in the valley of bones. What are they in the valley of bones? They're in the valley of bones. I, I'm going deep today, but 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 bones are the innermost part of humans. Right? Bones are the innermost part of humans. Can, can I tell you that, that, that our anatomy is created that, that, that our, our, our bodies will decay, our flesh will decay, our lungs will decay, our tendons, our ligaments, they will decay. But you know what the longest lasting piece of humanity and our anatomy is? It's the bones. Right? Right? Like we have found, archaeologists have found bones from, from, from literally generations, dec- hundreds of decades, centuries ago of dinosaurs that still are on the earth today. It's bones. And, and God puts him in this valley of bones. You see, when you, when you think about the bones, bones are like the framework of the body, right? Like without bones, you can't move. Without bones, you can't stand without bones you can't function bones are the innermost part of who we are physically we even like like when we me and my wife we're we're trying to look for a house to buy and and we even use this analogy in the structure of homes right and the first thing that we will look for in a home is does it have strong bones is the framework there Right, like, like, is the framework uh, uh, still standing or do we have strong bones? Why? Because it is the framework in which everything else rests on. Right? Your body rests on your bones. If you did not have bones, you would not be standing. If you did not have bones, you would not be able to lift your hands in worship. It is the framework in which everything rests God says, speak to the bones. I love it. He doesn't say, speak to the flesh. He says, speak to the bones. Why? Because if the frame is strong, oh, I love this, then the flesh will follow. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going deep with you today because I want to help you. Now, not, not just today, but in 20 years when you're married and you start a family. Listen, if you can have a strong framework of who God has called you to be, then you don't have to worry about your flesh because your flesh will begin to follow the framework in which you are building right now. He says, speak, speak to the bones. It's when Ezekiel speaks to the bones that he gets the water inside and the flesh begins to follow, and people begin to stand, and an army is raised. you got to understand this is why we do Brave Life. This is why we have dinner parties. This is why we have student leadership. This is why we do missions trips. This is why we go to Rise Conference. Why? Because we're not trying to teach you how to deny your flesh. You're like, what? Well, we're not trying to teach you how to deny your flesh. We're trying to teach you how to strengthen the frame so that the flesh can follow the frame, so that the flesh can follow the faith, so that the flesh can follow the calling, so that the flesh can follow the relationship standards, so that the flesh can follow. What God is doing inside of you. Too often we preach, oh, don't sin, don't sin, don't do this, don't do that. Hey, don't, you know, don't do that, don't do, how about we start saying, hey, get the frame in order, get the faith in order, get the obedience in order, get the calling in order, get the purpose in order, and then guess what? All of these other things will begin to follow the frame. He says, speak to the bones. That's why you got to be careful what source you are plugged into. Because John fifteen four says, remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. No branch can bear fruit if it's not plugged into the right source. It must have a source. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm going to invite the band back up. I want to ask you today, what have you been What source have you been drawing power from? Because write this down, your source will determine your supply. Your source will determine your supply. And here's the issue, not all sources are created equal. Not all sources have an unlimited supply. Can I tell you that your friend's source is not always gonna be there. One day you're gonna graduate and you're gonna go your separate ways. Can I tell you, your family source is not always going to be there. One day you're going to move out, hopefully. Can I, can I tell you, like, 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 your bank account source doesn't have unlimited money. Somebody say amen. amen. And if it does, holla at your boy. <laughs> can I tell you that, 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 that your dreams and the vision that you have for your life, it has a limited supply. And here's what I found in my life is that there is only one source with an unlimited supply. There is only one source that can sustain and supply all of the needs that I have. There is only one source that I can plug into and know my meter is not going to run out. There is only one source that I can plug into and say, man, I'm not worried about today, tomorrow, the next day, or 10 years from now because there is one source and his name is Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus see that's why you got to know Philippians 419 says but my God somebody say "My my God will supply all my needs not according to my riches not according to my fame not according to my following not according to my bank account but my God can supply all my needs based on whose source His riches. His supply. His resources. His access. His notoriety. His following. His leadership. His grace. His mercy. His love. My God! Can supply all my needs not based on my source not based on my supply based on his riches can i tell you how rich he is i can't tell you how rich he is you know how rich you got to be for me to not even be able to tell you how rich you are (laughs) that's how rich god is god says when you plug into my source I can take care of all of your needs, not some of your needs, not a specific set of your needs. I can take care of all your needs. Honey, boo-boo, what do you need? I can take care of it all. I got it all. See, that's the access that God wants to give to you when you plug into his source. You see, it sounds easy, but really it's a choice. God is so funny because God is always asking questions that he already knows the answer to. All throughout scripture, God is asking questions. And we're like, God, why are you asking this question if you already know the answer? Right? I love, I love what, what he says, um, to Ezekiel. Because I believe this, I believe that God will not ask us, um, questions because he is unsure of the answer. God will ask us questions so that he can check our hearts so that he can check our willingness, so that he can check our obedience. He looks at Ezekiel, and he asks him this simple question when he is in the valley of dry bones. He says, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? Was he unsure? No. He was trying to check if Ezekiel had the faith enough to carry out an assignment that God was about to put him on. And I I love what it says in verse 7. It says, Ezekiel 37, 7, it says so i prophesied as i was commanded and as i was doing what i was told to do there was a noise there was a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone god asked so ezekiel did as god asked right uh you want to know how why why we have so many dry bones in our lives it's because we lack obedience can I tell you the fastest way the fastest way that the world would change if we would just follow the instructions the fastest way the fat it's not if like we could pay off national debt or 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 we can create peace treaties you know the fastest way that we could change the world forever and make it look more like heaven if we just follow the instructions but we live in a generation we don't like to be obedient we don't like to do what God says we don't like to do as God commanded notice it was it was, it was the obedience of Ezekiel that caused the bones to rattle but our world right now it, it doesn't know obedience we live in a world where, where we don't honor authority and we call it humor where You'll be scrolling through TikTok or or Instagram and and you'll see people telling off people in drive-throughs and telling off people in the grocery stores and and, and we like it because it looks funny to us. No really what that is, it's a lack of honor and a lack of obedience. Uh, uh, We live in a world right now where we like to create our own manual instead of following the manual that has stood the test of time because we think that this book is outdated. And so, and so, even Christians, we read this book and we think, well, that was like that was like thousands of years ago. Clearly, that doesn't apply to us now. So, so we can create new standards and, and, and new ways of thinking. It's funny because we live in a world where, where we love leadership, but we hate submission. And if I can just be independent, I don't, I don't need to do this, I don't need to be a part, I don't need to come under a cover. I don't need to submit to you because I'm a strong, independent person and I can do this on my own. Can I tell you that's not what kingdom looks like. That's not what heaven looks like heaven looks like people that don't talk back to their teachers heaven looks like people that honor their parents heaven looks like people that come under the authority of the house, heaven looks like people that say hey I'm not here to lead I'm just here to serve heaven looks like people I'm not here to tell you off I'm here to lead you to love you, I'm here to care about you I'm here to have compassion on you that's what heaven looks like but we got a whole lot of people that want the clout of ezekiel but don't want to carry out the assignment of ezekiel they want the name and the fame but they don't want to have to walk the path of obedience he says speak and prophesy over these dry bones you know the fastest way to change the world is if we would just follow the instructions it was amazing because um i was at ferguson high school the other day um and i was at a bible club um, that leah and david lead and uh you know it was amazing because i'd been to ferguson before and i i'd i'd spoken at a first priority in ferguson before um but I went back this last time and I I completely forgot how big that school was, y'all. It's like the Disney world of high schools. And so I start to walk on the campus and and Leah and David, and they were there to to invite the team that that went with me. And uh, I was excited and I looked at David. I said, David, how many kids are here? He's like, well, it used to be 4,000, but now it's 5,000. I was like, there's 5,000 kids here? That is crazy. And I began to walk around the school and I began to see things that that you see every single day. I began to hear conversations that you hear every single day. I began to to see interactions that you see every single day. And it kind of took me back to when I was in high school and as I began to just walk around that school, I was like, man, this school needs revival. And I I remember walking through the school of 5,000 people and thinking to myself, man, this is a dry place. This place feels almost like a valley of dry bones and i I just began to pray and i was like lord would you send revival to this place lord would you breathe on this place lord would you send some living water into this place god send revival god can you send revival to ferguson high school and i just began to pray and then i got to the doors of this bible club and 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 i and they opened the doors and i walked in and i've been to bible clubs before and know like 10 people 15 people 20 people sometimes and I walked in the doors and it's amazing because when I looked in the classroom the first thing that I saw was not the students the first thing that I saw was a wellspring of water and I felt like in that moment I just got overwhelmed with excitement because I felt like God spoke to me in that moment. And he said, I'm not sending revival to that high school. Revival is already in that high school. And it starts in this classroom because there are some Ezekiels that see a valley of dry bones. And they've already began to prophesy to the bones. They've already began to work on the bones. They've already began to speak the word of the Lord over the bones. And it was amazing it was amazing it was amazing because as i as, as i sat in that classroom and as i began to look around as i began to look and say oh man david he's in ezekiel Is he, he's not even a david he might not even know it right now but he's in ezekiel who's been prophesying over a dry place that the god's about to send some living water that leah doesn't even know this right now she's not the leader of a club she's in ezekiel that God has placed in a valley of dry bones. I wonder, are there some Ezekiels in this place that God has placed you in a valley of dry bones? Maybe that valley is your home. Maybe that valley is your job. Maybe that valley is your school. And God is saying, is there an Ezekiel that I can trust to do as I commanded? Would you stand up to your feet with me today? Is there an Ezekiel in the room that might be standing in a dry place that, that you've been waiting for God to do something and God is saying, No, no, no I've commanded you to prophesy over that thing? I've commanded you to speak the word over that thing. Maybe it's a broken relationship. Maybe your parents got divorced, or or maybe your dad walked out on you, or mom walked out on you, or or there was an uncle that abandoned you, and you've harbored so much resentment, and and it's been like a dry place, and you thought that their relationship was dead. You thought that there was no way that it could be restored. Can I tell you that there's some living water in the room that wants to breathe on that relationship so that, guess what? It can, just like the walking dead, grow some legs and walk out of this place alive. Maybe you're here and you're just like, man, my my family, my family, it feels like a dry place. My school, it feels like a dry place. I believe what God wants to do right now is he wants to set a burden in your heart. An Ezekiel spirit in your heart that says, I'm ready, God. Send me to the dry places. Send me to the places that other people say these are dead. No, no, they're not dead. They're just a little bit dry right now. And God is waiting for a generation to raise up and say, God, I'm raising the standard. God, I'm going to the next level. God, I want to see revival here on earth. How do I prophesy? You speak to things that are not as though they are you speak to things that are not right now as if they were right now I don't know if it's a health issue I don't know if it's a maybe it's your parents or 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 your grandparents that have been going through 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 a struggle health and and you've been trying to overcome and you thought man there's no way God I've been praying for a long time God says prophesy again Prophesied to the dry places with every head bowed and every eye closed today We're gonna sing a song and and the and the team is gonna come up the youth leaders are, are gonna come to the front and And if you're in this place today, and you can kill the lights I believe what God wants to do is God wants to breathe on your life again And he wants to get that breath that living water inside of you so that it can seep into the framework of who you are and you can begin to live again. So youth leaders, come to the front. In a moment, we're going to open these altars and if that's you and you say, man, there's, there, there, there's been something dry in my spirit, maybe it's just your faith. Maybe your faith has been dead. Maybe your faith has been as dry as the desert and today you're just saying, God, breathe on my faith so that I can believe again, so that I can try again. I believe that's what God wants to do, so come on, we're gonna sing this song, and on the count of three, if that's you, and you need prayer, I want you to find a leader, and we're gonna tear open heaven right now, in one, two, three, come on, we're gonna sing, yeah, 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 three, come now, if that's you, come now, if that's you. Yeah, 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 come on, sing this out, come on, let's lift our hands and worship together. us if you like this message hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide we'll see you next time and remember no turning back the best is yet to come